0: Culture Map presents. What's Eric eating? From the Gal Media Studios in Houston, Texas, here's Culture Map food editor Eric Sandler. Welcome to What's Eric Eating, Culture Map's weekly look at all things Houston bars and restaurants. I'm your host, Culture Map food editor Eric Sandler. I have Justin Turner from Bernie's Burger Bus coming up in a little bit, but first, I'm joined by my co host this week. One half of the dynamic duo that is Urban Swank, the swanky maven herself, Felice Sloan. Welcome back to the show. How are you?
1: Hey, 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 hey. I am wonderful.
0: (laughs) Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me. It's always fun.
0: All right. Let's dive right into the news of the week. Topic number one, a little breaking news. Late Monday night, Cook Lamb announced that she has parted ways with Sing the fast, casual, Singaporean-inspired restaurant that she founded with Jerry Lasco, who is also the owner of The Tasting Room and Max's Wine Dive. Felice, we've talked about Sing a couple of times on the show. You and Cook are friends. I mean, I have to say this comes as a huge surprise.
1: I'm so shook. Like, shook it. Yes, I am. That's our baby. Like it's.
0: Right. She spent over a year. Yeah. Like developing this restaurant. I know she traveled to Singapore. She created all the recipes. She supervised the build out and scheduled the contractors. Right. Everything. 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 Mm -hmm. And it opened in October, which means she lasted about four months before she pulled the plug. Yeah. Now I will say Sing will continue. There's a new, they're going to have a new chef in the kitchen. So, they're, so, if you like seeing, you know, fingers crossed that the new chef is able to keep it operating at or above the level that Cook sort of established. But, I don't know, have you, like, I, I texted Cook and she was like, I can't talk about it.
1: Yeah, it just, um. well, I'm respecting, you know, it's like one of those things. I know you're breaking news, so you can't necessarily have the same boundaries I do. Mm-hmm. But... Um, you know, I'm respecting that space and, you know, everyone's like, what? All this just because, I mean, she she has all these rave reviews. They're like killing it. And again, it's her baby. So it is, um, it's, it's very sad for me just because I know how much she loves it. Um, and I will definitely be reaching out to her over the next, you know, give her some time. I know she said that she needed, she was going to take some much needed rest. Do you pointed that out? In yes. Your a little R and R. Yes. Um, but I also think that that could be clearly that's it in a, an addition with l- a couple of other things. And that's, it just doesn't make sense to me.
0: Right. I mean, there's, there's clearly some, we're not, we're not getting the full version of right. this. Right. She obviously doesn't want to say anything about her former now, former business partner. I don't,
1: and they're very good friends. And, and to add, former business partner, very, very good friends. Like, family close. Like, so, it's... If there is something there, we may never get it all just because it is such a close relationship. But it just, all the way around, it makes me really sad. Well, and the thing about seeing, I'm... It can still exist without her. You know, like you said... The chef can do a great job and keep it going, maybe even exce- you know, it may excel, but it just seems wrong without her there for me.
0: Right. Like you probably won't go back to stay. I staying. probably won't. <laughs> I I mean, I probably won't either. But not because the, the food is good or bad, but just because I it'll feel different.
1: It'll feel different. That's what I'm saying. She is seeing, you know, the food. It's it's just um and no shade because you know wish some great success. it just doesn't feel it's like going to her home, right, right, and she's not there, and I'm just visiting her home, and she's like on this extended vacation
0: right there's all these pictures of hers <laughs> on the wall, and you're yeah, like, this I'm just like awkward. where is she
1: so i I probably won't be going
0: you know i like I said, she would not tell me the specific reasons that prompted the timing of her decision, but I will say that every time I saw her either at the restaurant or elsewhere she just seemed really tired Mm -hmm. and I think you know she had been a food writer and she had done some pop-ups and some catering you know it is one thing to be engaged in the food world in that way on a part-time basis it is another thing to be running a restaurant lunch and dinner seven days a week yeah and I think that's got to be really hard if you're not you know if you didn't come up in it that's correct right? and if that you could didn't totally do like it. the sous yeah. chef that you know the line cook. that you know you, you started out peeling potatoes and you worked your way up to a line cook and then you were a sous chef and then eventually you become the executive chef of a restaurant you're used to the rhythm right
1: you understand the demands of the job all the way around
0: right and uh I, so i don't i don't know if that's what happened to cook i mean this is this is just kind of me guessing yeah but i wonder if that didn't play a role
1: it could have and you know like for all practical purposes i hope that's the only reason right like even though that sucks that's it because what that means is either way she she's done it she understands it and she will get some rest figure out her next move and we'll see her again it's it's like an until soon kind of situation
0: so you you know her right on a, on a 1% to 100% chance, what do you think she gets back in the restaurant business and some other opportunity within the next year or so?
1: Oh, next year or so.
0: Yeah, like say she takes a couple months off, kind of recharges, and then, you know, you think she's going to get the itch again or you think she's going to find something else to do? No, I think a, she'll
1: get the itch again and she may do, start out like as pop-ups, right? And That'll then, be the first sign. Right, and then kind of ease back into the next thing. Because it's just like, you know, you can't break up with someone and then you jump right back into a relationship. It just looks, you know, just real shady. Just hella shady. So even if the couple months, it it needs to be enough time to pass where everyone's like, ooh, a smooth transition. So pop-ups would be it for me.
0: Right. You know, she could do a a three-month stint at the Decatur Bar and Pop-Up Factory. Sure. a year, roughly, a year from now, and that would be like the sign that she's kind of coming back.
1: Right, right. You know, like, and then kind of get people like, oh, yay! And then you, you know, very PR wise, you are strategic about that. You That's pop right. up for three months, and then you pop back on the scene. Lalo popping. <laughs> exactly.
0: All right. Topic number two. Shake Shack. I describe it as the New York-based global burger juggernaut. I don't really know that I actually, you know, we we try to give context. I don't know that I need to give context for Shake Shack anymore. I think people know what Shake Shack
1: is. I think they do. And if not, then they haven't been listening to the show enough. And um, shame on you.
0: Right. So they they have, I describe it as three and a half Houston locations because the fourth one is in Minute Maid Park and it's only open during baseball games and events. Yeah. And you would only eat there if you were going to a baseball game or an event. You wouldn't. You can't just have dinner there,
1: right? And it's a def, and it's a completely different experience, and different, right? Right. So, so it's- three and a half. Yeah.
0: Montrose just opened. Rice Village opened last year, and of course, the gallery of the first Houston location, opened the year before that. Now there will be a fourth, bringing us to four and a half. Downtown on Main Street, right down the street from Finn Hall, seven, seven twelve Main Street, kind of across from Flying Saucer. Do you still get excited about Shake Shack? Like, where, where are you? Because we, we've seen this, like, burger, these imported burger joints, right? Like, Hop Dottie keeps opening locations. Right. Shake Shack's here now with a major presence. I mean, talking to Justin Turner about
1: and the about changing burger, burger dynamics,
0: dynamic, obviously. Right. But what do you think? Do you,
1: do you still get excited about going to Shake Shack? Excited is a very strong word. I don't get excited Um, you know, I have to be in the mood for a Shake Shack burger, but I do get excited when they open a new location because I'm always hopeful that they're going to do one, you know, outside the loop and it's easier for me to go to downtown. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm never going to go to that location unless I'm in that area. I got a park. It's just not going to happen. Right. This is really (laughs) never going to happen. This is really a boon for
0: downtown (laughs) office workers.
1: Exactly. And I'm excited for them.
0: And hotel guests, right? Like, it's right. right down the street from the J.W. Marriott, for example. If you're a J.W. Marriott guest, this is this is good news for you.
1: Yes, yeah, so that's for burger-wise. And, but then also when you were like, is there room for them? It is. It's so funny because, every, as you're saying, all these people keep opening, and then they're packed. So they understand that Houston is a major burger city. And probably a lot of people are like why didn't we notice this sooner right like if it's a good burger Houstonians will go
0: that's absolutely true it's something i feel like it's something we've talked about on the show before which is we don't we don't have the sandwich culture of other cities right we have burgers and tacos and banh mi right and we and we have really great versions of all of those things scattered all over the city and people eat a lot of them so yeah i'm i'm with you on that which is you know, is Shake Shack going to hurt the burger joint in Montrose? Probably not, because there just seems to be a limitless appetite for burgers. Right. All right. Topic number three, Agricole Hospitality. You know them as the folks behind Revival Market, Cultivari, 8 Row Flint, Indianola, Vinny's, and Miss Carousel. Oh, and Night Heron.
1: Yeah, I can't forget Night Heron by your, in your hood.
0: Yeah, in my hood, and I was there just... Last night for Sarah speed rack practice, but neither here nor there Mm -hmm. seven concepts. Looks like they have an eighth on the way. I went to dinner at Cultivare and as I was leaving, I noticed that people had parked in the parking lot of the bike shop next door. The bike shop recently relocated down the street. So it's vacant. And so I said, you know, just, Hey, are people parking in the bike shop lot because there's no one around to tow them anymore because the bike shop moved? Or did they? Did the owners of Cultivare lease the space? And it came back that they have leased the space. And they, you know, no details, no name. But I, I'm, like, weirdly excited about this anyway. Even though I know absolutely nothing about what their plans are, I'm weirdly excited about this.
1: I'm excited, too. In my mind... I've tried to figure out what it's going to be. So, I think that it's either going to be a bakery, something with pastries would be really, really nice. And maybe that's me wishful thinking because that's what I want it to be. Um, Or, like, some version of that, like, where you do that and it's kind of like a coffee shop-ish, but more dessert-focused. Or a slamming bar. Either way, I'll be happy.
0: So... I almost hesitate to put this out there because I feel like this is I'm gonna get a phone call. That's okay. But there was a rumor once upon a time that they wanted to open a Vietnamese restaurant. Oh. And it fell through. It was it was gonna be in a different part of the heights and it never quite came together. I don't know, like this isn't this isn't me being coy. I don't know whether they still have that as, like, something they would like to do or if they just gave up on it and they're doing other things. Because even if it were just a bar that served as an extended, like, waiting room and mm-hmm. after-dinner spot for cultivare, that would be a really nice addition to what they do.
1: I think so, too.
0: You know, and they're already doing... They do pastries at breakfast at Revival Market.
1: But I'm thinking more sophisticated, though. Like
0: plated desserts.
1: Yeah, like more... Yes, like... Elevated desserts.
0: Sure. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see them get into that. They have a a pretty talented pastry chef in Indianola who could drive some of that for them if that was where they wanted to go with it. But even if it's just, you know, the Cultivari waiting room with a, a new name and, you know, a bigger cocktail menu, I would be fine with that. I would too. But if it's something more sophisticated and if this long simmering rumor about a vietnamese restaurant has any credibility to it and that is what they are considering i'm all in on that too
1: yeah that would be interesting i have to note can i note one thing though where you're like i'm not trying to be coy i don't think any of us would ever think that you would be coy if you had the deets you would spill it well sometimes i throw things
0: out here that i can't quite publish.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: And just like I just you know throw a
1: teaser out there. Just throw a teaser out there, the teaser out okay, there got it. as a
0: reward for listening to the show.
1: Got it. Okay. It wasn't one of those it wasn't is teaser. No, okay. this
0: isn't this isn't I have Intel. <laughs> I have Intel but I can't publish it yet. Got it. Okay. This okay. is this this thing probably won't happen, but if it were to happen, you heard it here first.
1: Right. It was one of those urban legends that you're putting out there possibly. That yeah, is. yeah.
0: It had a little more teeth to it. I, I didn't hear it directly from anyone who was involved with Agricole, but I heard it from someone who was in a position to know. Got it. And that was the idea. And it fell through. And so I don't know if it's dead or if it's coming back. And even if it is coming back, it might not be coming back to the bike shop. Right. It right. Be it, be could, it could else. be yeah, something else on. farther down the road.
1: Right. Oh, I'm excited to see, right? Like, right. to see if any of these predictions are correct. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Just like, just like, I don't know what Justin, Yu and Bobby Hugel are up to in the former Southern good space on 19th street, but I'm excited to find out because whatever they like better luck tomorrow is so good. Right. Whatever they do in that space will be exciting. So I don't know what Ryan para and Morgan Weber and Vincent Wynn are doing with the bike shop next to Coltivari. But their track record is so good, and I like their concept so much that it it doesn't really matter.
1: Well, we just know they're going to put their signature stank on it.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right. And finally, topic number four, Pinkerton's Barbecue, which is that is Main Street? Is that section of North Main Street? Is that the Heights?
1: I consider it the
0: Heights. I consider it the Heights, and I got pushed back.
1: But people that live over there, they call it, um, oh my gosh, what? I call that the Heights. I can't remember. I,
0: yeah. I have a broad, I have what I call a broad definition of Heights. West of 45, south of 610, north of I-10, and east of Durham. Yeah. That's all, all of, so like, you know, Johnny's Gold Brick, Canino Produce, Houston Farmer's Market, Heights, right, Heights. That's heights, yeah. Yeah, Heights, 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 right? And, and okay. there are micro neighborhoods within that and people get, like really hardcore heights people get fussy. Right. But about see, I don't that. think
1: that's hardcore one of those micros, because I consider that like old height. Like some of this new height stuff, that's where it gets sketchy for me. I consider that the heights. But if anyone disagrees, email Eric. I don't wanna hear. Don't add me with that, okay? <laughs> <laughs>
0: You can email our producer Michael Carroll. (laughs) All of of your complaints can be addressed to you. Can you can yeah? But I think
1: it's. I still. I think yeah. That's the heights. We'll say heights.
0: Right. So that's the height. Anyway. So it has been very successful. It's Mm -hmm. been open for a couple of years now, and it is going to grow. Grant Pinkerton, the pitmaster owner, announced that he has signed a lease to take Pinkertons to. San Antonio. Now, this is a little bit unusual in the craft barbecue world. Like, for example, Aaron Franklin has been very upfront about there will never be a second location of Franklin Barbecue. Right. Right. He may do other projects, right? Like he's doing Loro with Tyson Cole from Uchi in Austin and that restaurant serves some barbecue and other stuff. But there will never be Franklin Barbecue, Houston, for right. example. Uh, but that trend is changing a little bit, right? Wayne Miller of Louis Miller Barbecue in Taylor, Texas, keeps talking about opening a location in Houston. I don't, I don't know if it's ever happening, but you're shaking your head no it I don't may. think
1: it's going to ever happen. I, the only reason I don't think it's ever going to happen, since we're talking about it, think about all the upgrades that they've done and Taylor, right? Sure. Like with, so it's like they put their energy, which I get it. I don't I don't blame them. Put their energy into that project and doing the bar and all that. So I don't think it's going to happen. I'm really sad, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. Or anytime soon. I'll say that. Ever is a long time, right?
0: Okay. But other people are getting in on this, right? Style Switch, which yes. is in North Austin. They opened a second location called The Switch. It's a bigger batter version with like a cajun Mm-hmm. menu, right? Uh, well, with a different twist, though. A right? slightly different twist, right? Mickle, Mickle. I never Easy for me it. to say. <laughs> <laughs> Micklewaith Barbecue in Austin, uh, they're about to open a second location with like a, a deli kind of focus. And, of course, Truth Barbecue, Leonard the IV, just opened his Houston location. His Brenham location is currently closed, right? He's not hes not running them both at the same right. time. right. But... Eventually, as far as I know, that's still the plan. Right, that's still the plan. So
1: And so you have a point there. That's why it's kind of not really been a trend. It's hard. It's, it's really with barbecue, hard. It is hard to, you're one pit master. So mm-hmm. that means you have to, and the, the locations can't really be spread out. So it'll be interesting to see how Grant pulls this off. I think it's smart, but it's going to be really hard
0: yeah I think I think you it's a tricky thing because you have to train someone to do it the exact same way you do it and to sort of think like you because you can you can teach someone to you know cut here, cut here, you know trim the brisket this way, season it with this amount of pepper and this amount of salt and smoke it for, but like that judgment call about when it comes off the pit and it jiggles just the right way it's done wrap it right off the smoker, wrap it. That is a very subtle art.
1: Yeah. How do you and how do you um, keep the integrity of the original location at the new location? Right. Like how? Right. To your point, okay. He can't be in two places at once.
0: Right. So, and this is a bigger, this is a bigger restaurant, right? More seats, bigger bar program, huge outdoor area that it's adjacent to that will be like have an event component so it's a big project and a and a big step up not that Grant's not ready for it I think he's he's proven that he's very capable of running a high quality barbecue joint so this is a good step up for him but he is kind of on the cutting edge of this trend of craft barbecue pitmasters looking to expand their operations right and now the good news is this isn't happening until like over a year from now, like sometime in 2020, right? There's a long way to go, and he's got a lot of time to prepare. Right. But, but even
1: being, it's, it's a lot. Because even lot. think about what Truth is doing. Brenham is close enough where, I mean, you could go back and forth for a short period of time, and help your staff can, you can use both staffs, right? Even though it's a big hop, it's a big, it's a long drive, you could still do it. San Antonio? You know, I do that sometimes in a day, and you—it's just not no, it's not you, practical. You don't want to drive to San Antonio <laughs> right. back. It's in not today. practical. It's you not. can
0: drive. You can drive to Brenham and back, and we've done it for lunch. Right. Right. We've gone to Truth for lunch and come home. Right. That's, it's inconvenient. Right. It sucks up a ton of your day, but it's it's not that
1: bad. Right. But San Antonio.
0: San Antonio is a good is a solid three hours, and that's if the traffic is nice to you. Exactly. I had like a four and a half hour trip home from San Antonio this summer. Not because I was stopping all the time, but because the traffic died in Columbus and I crawled all the way until we got that third lane outside of Katy. Yeah. So, yeah, you're definitely at the mercy of forces that are beyond your control.
1: Yeah. I wish him luck, though, because I think it's, you know, he could be do very well in San Antonio. Right. There's not right. a lot of good barbecue in no. San Antonio. No, so. that's,
0: there's, there's serious opportunity there. Yeah, and so he's, get all that money. Yeah. <laughs> Make that paper. Yeah. All right. That does it for the news of the week. We'll be right back with our restaurants of the week. Stick around.
2: You're listening to what's Eric eating.
0: So Felice for our restaurants of the week. The first one I would like to discuss is Killen's TMX. This is Ronnie Killen's newest restaurant, kind of a Tex-Mex, Mex-Mex hybrid took over uh took over an existing restaurant space in Pearland that, by all accounts, didn't necessarily need a ton of work, but Ronnie is not the kind to leave well enough alone. <laughs> so he gutted it and completely redid it, brought in a whole bunch of fixtures and furnishings from Mexico. The staff uniforms are from Mexico. He's been traveling to Mexico, and he wants he wants people to walk through the door of this restaurant and feel like they got on a plane. I'm going to say we had a good dinner at Killins TMX. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I was, in, and I said this to someone, they're like, really? I was really surprised. And they were like, it's Ronnie. Why were you surprised? I don't know. I just, I knew it was going to be good. I didn't expect it to just blow me away like that. Right? Um, Far as, I guess because of the things I look for when I'm looking for um, authentic Mexican food and Tex-Mex. So I was like, oh, yeah, he'll be able to do it. You know, Ronnie, he's good. But I didn't expect it to have all those components in it to be so authentic and on the money. So I, I thought it was great.
0: All right, so what were a couple of the dishes that really stood out for you?
1: Um, let's see. So the um, tamale. And I think that's not new because people... not. No, new he's been for, doing those
0: at the barbecue place,
1: Right, so he's been doing those for years. Like holidays, you can get it so... Um, I was happy to see the tamale. Um, I love, there's a octopus dish, but it was octopus and it had um, chorizo, I think, and did it have something else in it?
0: Well, I think it had a smoked component. Right. And I is, think that's kind of where TMX is distinguishing itself from other Mexican restaurants, is that most of the dishes have some sort of smoke or barbecue-type component right. to them. That's kind of... That's kind of Ronnie putting his stank right. on.
1: Well, his stank Mexican was on food. that dish. It was it was more than I thought it would be. That was amazing. And then the um and then there's a grouper. There's a on um, the seafood dish. Yeah,
0: the I'm gonna mispronounce this. Achiote chayote anyway, whatever. Yeah. It was Chili Rub Grouper. Flaky, meaty, juicy. Outstanding. Yeah. Really excellent. And and with a good like a good spice level, not an overwhelming spice level, but it just kind of, you know, grouper can be a little bit bland. So you right. want to so give it, it you want to give it a little something to kind of take it up a level.
1: Right. Without overwhelming the, the fish. Right. right. The, it, it was, so those are some of my standouts for me. How about yeah. you?
0: I mean, certainly the, um, you know, certainly the barbacoa short rib, <laughs> yeah. right? A, you know, barbacoa or excuse me, beef ribs, pork belly and creamed corn are all staples of any killin's menu at this point. And so finding a way to adapt those to the new concept, right? This is, um, so this is a slow smoked beef rib that gets like a, a, a chili sauce on it. Um, really flavorful, really delicious. Fall the meat just falls apart, right? Creamed corn gets turned into empanadas, right? Flaky, crispy on the outside, oh, but still those. Yeah, those sweet, kind of- very delicious. And then we didn't have it, but they take the pork belly and they leave a little bit of the skin on. They smoke it and then they fry it so that the skin on the outside Ooh, puffs up like a chicharron.
1: That sounds so good. And why did, yeah, we didn't have that because we had so much other stuff. We had, had, we <laughs> had oysters. We had roasted
0: oysters. We had fajitas. And I will say like, like of all of it, it's not that the fajitas were not good. But that is not what I would go there
1: for. I wouldn't go there. So, and I think it's smart. I wouldn't get fajitas. Like, I think if someone goes there, um, they're like, I want Tex-Mex. I think you will be doing yourself a disservice. I think you should venture into other areas of the menu. That's definitely there. So it's very smart for people that are traditional and they want the traditional Tex-Mex. Like we did the queso. Right,
0: we did the queso with the brisket in it, which is pretty good. I think if I wanted Tex-Mex at TMX, I would get the enchiladas with the brisket inside them instead of the fajitas. I, I will say the tortillas with the fajitas were excellent, but but just the, you know, I just, I just don't think it comes together quite as well. It It's not like the, the more Mexican dishes are clearly where the passion is. Right. And so I think it just makes more sense to kind of eat that.
1: Right. Like and if then, you're going there, go for that. Right. And then once we, you know, we talked to Ronnie about it and, just the vision he has for the menu is already to come out the gate. It's a great menu. And just to see where he wants to take it and get a little bit more um, progressive and give people more of Mexico, different areas, I think it's going to be a wonderful journey to see the menu um, evolve. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, we should talk about cocktails.
1: yes. I would suggest. I I thought the cocktails were good, except I had a basic margarita that I had to send back, which I never. I shouldn't have done it, but I'm like, you know, you got to do a basic margarita. Linda would have probably fell on the floor, right? But you
0: took one. (laughs) You took one sip, and you were like, "This, it's, it's not. It wasn't made. We don't think it was made
1: right. It just wasn't made right. All I could, right? It was not balanced. And I'm like, I can't even." act like I'm going to be able to drink this. I sent it back and got one of their, um, they're very proud of their frozen drink program. And so they had two and um, I got the rum based one. It was rum and um, I can't remember what else was on. it. I should have looked it up, but it's a rum based um, frozen drink. It was delicious.
0: Yeah. And I had a Mezcal cocktail with, you know, that, that you want that kind of smoky, bite from the mezcal whatever whatever you're adding to it you still want to leave that in place so i thought that by that standard i thought it it enhanced the flavor of the mezcal it didn't cover the flavor of the mezcal mm-hmm. so i was very happy with that you know other than that and then dessert uh, oh god it's it's pretty clear that uh samantha mendoza the pastry chef stepped things up a little bit for this you know some of them are ronnie's recipes some of them are her recipes but the um, the churros with the semi-sweet chocolate dipping sauce were uh, addictive.
1: Oh, my goodness. They are outstanding because it's a mix between traditional and she just, again, put her little signature stank on it. And then and it was so funny. I was like, yeah, these are so good. I don't need that chocolate sauce. And Eric's like, um, yeah, they're good. And, yeah, you need that chocolate sauce. So I was like, really? And I dipped it. I was like, Wow.
0: Right. and you're not a chocolate person.
1: I'm not a chocolate person. So I'm like, yeah, this is good. I don't need it. He goes, no, you need it. And great suggestion because it just took it over the top. It was so good.
0: Right. So, yeah, very happy with TMX. Very excited for Ronnie and his whole team. And it's worth the drive worth the to Pearland. Yes. Right. <laughs> All right. And then the second restaurant I want to talk about, Ishin Udon, the newest concept from... Mike Tran, the owner of Tiger Den, Maine, Night Market, Own Korean, et cetera, et cetera. This is, if if Maine is kind of Chinese comfort food, wontons, roast pork, vegetable dishes, seafood, you know, salt and pepper, shrimp, all that stuff. Uh, ishin Udon is kind of Japanese comfort food, like really, like, uh a, a, kind of a deceptively simple looking broth with noodles and then like creative toppings. So you can get, you know, Mapu tofu style, like spice and ground pork in it. You can get shrimp tempura in it. You can use the noodles and they'll make Italian style pastas like carbonara and puttanesca with it. And then uh, they also have Japanese curry I think as much because they went to Go-Go Curry and were as disappointed by it as you
1: were. (laughs) Right. They were like, we need to add this to the menu. Right. We need to show them how this is done. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Uh, So since we didn't go there together, what did you have?
1: So I did a traditional. I did a traditional, and then I went Italian. And because I was going to do the curry, but based on what you just said, I I was scared. I'm like, if this is anywhere like the Go-Go Curry, I'm good. So... I did not do that. Um so I did the carbonara and then a traditional I can't remember the one I had but it had beef and then I added a couple of things I added the shrimp tempura, I added a poached egg. I just wanted to have fun with it and add some things and um the traditional the broth was and I it was, the broth was really really good.
0: I really like it. it's got a couple of different kinds of mushrooms and a little yeah. bit of dried scallops in it. It's it's very it's, it's a clear, it's basically a translucent broth, but it's very satisfying. Yeah.
1: Had big flavor, but not too big, not no. too overpowering. It was good.
0: No. And the noodles were nicely cooked. You know, I had the shrimp tempura with it. I, I didn't think the tempura was fried particularly well. Mine uh, was
1: pretty, it was fried on the, cause I went in the day after you went. Right. So mine was fried pretty good. It was, yeah, I would have no complaints there.
0: Uh, and then you know, uh, I thought the carbonara was good. So, so
1: that's where we differ. The carbonara, I was like, did someone forget to put salt in the water to boil the pot? It was, it was, it was awful, awful because it had no flavor. Like the bacon didn't have any flavor. I'm like, what is going yeah, there's on a, here? That
0: is a that is a bold claim because there is a lot going on in that on that plate of noodles.
1: Yeah, it was. I, yeah, I was I didn't wanna I didn't wanna insult anyone and ask for salt. Um, 'cause and I wasn't gonna finish it anyway. But um I kept mixing it up and adding I, I was just it just needed more flavor for me. Um I was disappointed because I could tell mm-hmm. that if it had a little bit more flavor, like the traditional, just I just need a little bit more. I didn't need sure. to be overwhelming. It would have been good.
0: All right. That does it for our restaurants of the week. Felice, before you get out of here, what's going on on Urban Swank and Swanky Maven?
1: Um, We got some stuff coming up that we're doing with Visit Houston. Um, So stay posted for that. Um, And Swanky Maven just doing makeup and going around the city. That's it. Fun stuff.
0: Very good. All right. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: I'll be right back with Justin Turner. You're listening to What's Eric Eating? I'm joined this week by Justin Turner, the chef owner of Bernie's Burger Bus. Justin, welcome to the show. How are you? Excellent. Thank you for
2: having me. Really appreciate it.
0: Thanks for being here. It's been, I feel like I need to like almost do like a little bit of full disclosure. It's been like 80 something episodes of this podcast. We're like actually like pretty good friends and I haven't had you on, so it's okay. I, I feel bad. I, no, it's fine.
2: Uh I I see where I stand in our friendship. <laughs> you you're a busy guy, I understand. That, uh, As am I. Right. As are you. you. Um this was uh something that I'm uh, glad to do it's on the precipice of opening up the fourth restaurant. So it couldn't come at a better time. I have a little bit of a break before the madness ensues.
0: Well, yeah. Why don't we start with that? You are opening the fourth Bernie's burger bus in Missouri city. Crazy. Yes. How's that going? It is, uh, it is going the, uh, the process started pretty,
2: uh, slow, um, as permitting does. Um, but we are, uh, full steam ahead, I think. And I'm hoping to say we're open in February. <laughs> um, I don't want to go past anything, uh, like a date per se, but February seems like a target that I could hit now. Um, which is awesome. And I finally see the finish line ahead and, uh, this is going to be a unique store for us completely. So.
0: Yeah. Why don't we get into that a little bit? I mean, you, you, it, you have three restaurants now and each one is a little bit different than the others. You know, I guess from my perspective, the Heights is maybe the most polished, right? It's got the it's got kind of the nicest build out, it's got a full bar, it's got boozy shakes, which I'm always a fan of. So what are the what are the elements that you're taking from the three stores and, and taking to Missouri City?
2: Uh, the bus.
0: <laughs> That's the uh, one commonality yeah you know the the other
2: uh the other stores were set up uh differently based on the neighborhood this store is set up based uh too on the neighborhood but um as well on it was a pre existing restaurant, so I was kind of forced into a box that um I had to make work, and I felt like Sienna plantation, which is uh, very underserved and uh, to me, underrated for restaurants to um, go down and, and plant their seed. in. Uh, I felt like this was a great home for me to do that. And it was one of those, uh, I like to say, Bel Air opportunities. Bel Air, my first store, was a great opportunity for me. This, uh, again, will be another great opportunity for me. Um, and we get to do counter service, which allows me to save the customer that 15 to 20 percent tip that they were doing for the uh, full service restaurants that I have at the other three stores. Uh, that was the one thing I wanted to add um, to that was saving our customers some some money. And two, I wanted to provide them with an experience that was very similar to our food truck, um, where they get to walk up to the bus now and place their order. Um, and uh, instead of, you know, having to sit down at a table and get a waiter and waitress
0: yeah i'm one of those people that used to walk up to the bus and order from the window you know going back to the lizards pub days never mind never mind inversion coffee house some of the other places that the the bus was but lizards pub
2: yeah that's crazy
0: Um, How long is it 10 years no it's eight and a half
2: okay uh 2010 uh late 2010 october 2010 i was parking at lizards um my first inception date is arguably the third or fourth. Someone can't get it right. I can't get it right or social media is getting it wrong. But last year I got quoted on saying I got our, um, eight year anniversary wrong, but, uh, whatever. It was <laughs> I, close I like that. I like
0: that people on the internet think they know your anniversary better than you. they
2: obviously do. Cause I feel like I got it wrong too. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a crazy eight years. I feel um, my growth and everything. Um, I you know Houston supported me. Just uh, has been. It's been amazing. Absolutely well, amazing.
0: And I think one of the things that you've been really smart about is that you've opened in neighborhoods where there there's just less competition, right? Bel Air and then Katy and now. Santa Plantation. I mean the height the Heights is its own beast and yeah. don't think we're not going to talk about that. Please. But yeah. but, you know, certainly like I, I think giving people right, and it's just like what the Blood Brothers just did as your neighbors in Bel Air, it's like there's like these old school in your case there's old school burger joints, there's these old, you know, thirty, forty, fifty year old barbecue places, and you bring something like new and updated and exciting and and it's been a real hit. Yeah, I know. I'm uh Knock on wood, the Bel Air
2: location was always set out to be my commissary to allow me to to grow and have a kitchen that um, I could facilitate the ketchup and mustard, pickles, mayonnaise, all the stuff we make from scratch out of one kitchen to keep that consistent. But the neighborhood took on. And the, and the landlord at that location, um, I think he saw the vision ahead of time he, uh, you know, bringing in Blood Brothers was another smart move on their part in uh, reviving that center, uh, which is something that I wanted. Uh, Dandelion Cafe, all those places in that neighborhood. Right, were now Antipasto's just Auntie moved pastos, down the street. that's right. Yeah. Uh, so it's good. It's brought a lot of synergy um, into the center. My business has increased instead of decreasing with uh, new tenants. So that's a, that's a plus that... Um, you know, I couldn't have foreseen. Uh, and Santa Plantation, I feel like, is going to be another one of those. Um, we're going to get a lot of benefit uh, from a neighborhood that I feel like is really underserved and um,
0: asking for good food. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I grew up in Sugar Land and that intersection of Murphy Road and Highway six, basically, which is near where you're going to be. When I was a kid, that's where the Black Eyed Pea was. So that's where we had to drive from. So we we're driving like 25 ish half an hour to get to black IP. And also like, I don't know if you've, have you been to bagel express yet? Have you explored the I neighborhood have. at all? Yes, I have underrated very bagel shop. You know, there's the, you know, so, so you're, you're entering an, an interesting, an interesting part of the world. I'll, I'll put it to you like that, where like some, some, even though I don't live in Sugarland anymore, I haven't in a long time. And I and Black IP is obviously long gone, but like some emotional ties to that area, and I I I just think you're you're set up for good things. Thank you. I am uh, I'm really hoping so. We're we're the most excited
2: we've been in a store opening in a while. The Heights. We obviously we were excited, but um, I think the uh, liquor license deflation um,
0: took 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 a really long time.
2: Jeez, Louise. So I already have my liquor license for Missouri City, so we're good to go.
0: Yeah, all you you need to finish construction and get a seal. So now That's that it. you've you've opened in Houston, Katie, Bel Air, and you're about to open in Missouri City, do you have like a favorite city from a permitting and regulation standpoint?
2: Uh, Bel Air. Okay. Yeah, by far, like, 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 I cannot believe how fast it was. They don't have as much to do. You know, Houston, I get it. That's uh, the system for me actually there wasn't that bad on the permitting it was the liquor license that dragged its feet uh and that was houston it wasn't uh, the state it wasn't austin so i will say the process for that i think now has changed since it's not dry anymore but um katie was a nightmare katie i failed three times for candle watts of light um like it wasn't bright enough yes if you go into my bathroom, it looks like Jesus walked out of it. <laughs> it's like the, 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 it, case, the briefcase at the end of Pulp Fiction? Yeah, I've tried to get the, um, the sound guys to put uh, speakers in the bottom of the door so <laughs> that it goes, oh, you know, when it opens up. But um, no, um, Katie's uh, was a tough one. This one's going to be even tougher this one's going to be even tougher i it took us for this is a remodel, and I'm moving two sinks, so I didn't do any major plumbing or anything. It took uh five months and two weeks to get my uh, permit for that, Lord. for a re, for a remodel right and a sign the sign I could not believe you know it took that long too. And it's the biggest sign I have out of all my stores, probably together. All together. It's the hugest sign I've ever had. And they approved that, but you know, um, yeah, it took forever. So So we'll be able to see the sign from space. That's the hope. Yeah, that's the hope. It's coming up on NASA's anniversary. So that was the that was the plan. <laughs> uh
0: and let me ask you about the heights because that might be the densest concentration of burger restaurants in Houston. Yeah. Right. You're right down the street. And, and look, I'm not I'm not promoting your competition, but let me just give people a sense of this. You're right down the street from a uh, Bex Prime that's been there for a long time. huh. Hubcap Grill is on the far side of Durham. Both my fan. I'm a fan of both of them. Right. Yep. Hop Dottie just opened this week. Pieces. All right. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. The burger joint is on its way. Love them. Matt Pack. Yeah. Good buddy. Matt of mine. Sean Bermudez. Good dude. Yeah. Good dudes. Um, Promote the heck out of them. Right. And then there's like restaurants that make pretty good burgers too. Yeah. Right. There's the party melted BLT. Uh-huh. Downhouse has always had a couple of good burgers on the menu. Um, Kathy Elkins, who worked for Richard Knight at Hunky Dory has brought that burger to Harold's yep. while well, Lucha's got a killer burger. Lucha's does have a killer burger. It's a lot of fucking burgers, Justin
2: Turner. It is a lot of burgers.
0: How do you compete? Uh, it's not a competition.
2: Like I said, those guys, Matt Pack, um, 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 Ricky Craig, those guys, like, uh, I have a lot of respect for those are local Houstonians that are putting out great products and, um, they do a different product than I do. I, I essentially set out to make my own condiments to be different. And so if you come to Bernie's, it's a Bernie's burger. It's not a hubcap burger. It's not a burger joint burger, but you are supporting local Houstonian business owners and fellow Houstonian uh, employees that are employed there um, instead of going to like Shake Shack and Habdadi and In-N-Out who's coming here. Um, as Houstonians, we, we should be proud of the products that we have here from the local people that we have and we should po- support those. There's 12,000 plus restaurants here. It's silly if uh, we want to call ourselves foodies and we want to support out of town restaurants. That's just my humble opinion. I'll 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 go I'll I'll keep my shirt on and go eat at Hubcap Grill and Burger Joint and gladly support those guys, but um you'll never see me do that to out of town. I
0: that's mean, I I so we talked with Felice was on the show uh right before you uh another Shake Shack coming to downtown, that's going to be four and a half as I as I like to say cuz there's one in the baseball stadium. Yeah. Uh there are now six dotties as of this week with that one in the Heights. Yeah um, you've eaten there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people, people seem to like it. Yeah.
2: But not for you. I mean, not your deal. Look, it's not a product question as it is more, again, it's not a competition either. I don't, I can only concern myself with what I do. And so we concentrate on putting out our product as best as we can. What I don't support And I'm not a fellow, you know, I'm not a Houstonian, but I've been here. It'll be going on 14 years. I feel like Like a Houstonian. I'm
0: I'm a native Houstonian. You're naturalized at this point. Thank you.
2: I felt, I feel like it. And so at this point I, I don't go out to eat and I don't support anyone who's not local. And, um, we put a lot of care into the product that we put out. And, um, I know that Matt Pack does. I know that, uh, Bobby, uh, uh Matt Tosta I know all these guys. Uh, Ricky and all these guys put out a fantastic product, and they're local guys. I'll support them. I'll eat at their places. And and I will
0: say, as a diner, like different. I I crave different burgers at different times. Sure, right. Like sometimes I want like a like a snacky, slightly smaller burger. You know that that leads me to like Burger Chan, right? Yep. And and it's close to the office, so it's a lunch option. Right. I want like a heartier dinner burger or I want, you know, really great fries. Like I'm probably coming to you. I want like peanut butter or Philly cheesesteak or smoked sausage on my burger. It's like that's a that's a hubcap craving always. And I'm I'm so I'm always like I, I always push back like because you see this. You see this really about Whataburger, right? Because uh, as I like to call them, Yankee transplants mm-hmm. come to Texas from other places and they insult Whataburger because it's like, well, it's not as good as, Bernie's Burger Bus Upcrap Grill. It's like, but that's not, that's not the craving, right? Right. My craving is like, I want fast food. I want something from a drive-through. I want something that'll take me, you know, five minutes, and in the range of, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, jack about Like, I just happen to think that the Whataburger burger is the is the tastiest burger. It's also what I grew up with. Well, no,
2: it is, and I didn't grow up here. And and for what for In-N-Out to come into Whataburger's backyard, they're they're crazy. I live also they, in they, Round Rock. They live in peaceful coexistence in Austin and Dallas. I disagree because I live in Round Rock, and that one is across from uh, a Whataburger, and that Whataburger is crushing that In-N-Out, <laughs> and it's awesome to watch because I don't. It's total disrespect. I think Whataburger's product. If you want to compete on fast food levels, what, Whataburger's product is lights out. It's lights out compared to In-N-Out. In-N-Out has its place in California because that's what they grew up
0: on. Right. Um, yeah, It's a very emotional thing for people. The In-N-Out part is
2: very emotional about it. Very, very much. And look, uh, I've had my California In-N-Out experience and, and for what it is, it, it it is what it is. But um, you're right. Houston, for sure... Has so many great products to support, and when you have a craving for it, um, you can get that here. There's so much different flavor put into burgers here, um, and Whataburgers shows that uh, in the fast food lane. I mean, look at how many different products they have compared to
0: In n Out. Right, Texas. Right, I right. That's the other thing is people are like, burger to burger, whatever. You're entitled to your opinion, but In n Out's not doing taquitos and chicken tenders and honey butter chicken biscuits. And chicken sandwiches and all the other stuff that you can get at Whataburger that you can't get in In-N-Out.
2: No, and they do specials. Like, their special, their special menu is fantastic. Good yeah, for that, them. Yeah,
0: that A1 Thick and Hearty Burger, that, that's legendary.
2: Yeah, I mean, I created a burger with our own homemade A1. We called it A2 sauce, but um, it was inspired by the Whataburger.
0: Yeah, so so let me, let me shift just a little bit then. How do you – because you are – you are overqualified to own a burger joint. Like from a culinary training perspective, you're, you're quietly old school. Thank you. How do you, how do you keep yourself interested in serving in, in serving burgers? Because you're like, there's, you know, there's art in the creation of the menu, but then there's craft and like making sure it's the same thing every time.
2: Yeah. I mean, the craft has become more of what has kept me in, Intrigued because that was the harder thing to learn is to be how do I perfect this consistently over and over again. That that has been the fun part of uh this experience. I don't get to fulfill the creative side nearly as much, but thank God I'm busy enough with other stuff to keep me um in check. I would love to expand myself um on a culinary side, but I, I, I have to say Culturally, over the last eight years, we've been able to put in this um, energy and now, you know, the three stores and and one restaurant about to be four stores or three stores, one bus um, about to be four stores, one bus. We put in this energy uh, that uh, that has been my motivation to to let the creative side. Uh, sit, you know, I'm waiting on the sidelines, uh, to team up and do something else. Um, but you know, my bandwidth, with what I have going on, there's no way I could jump out and go do something else and, uh, continue the focus on what I need to. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm like that kid in a box. I'm like, I want to jump out and do some other stuff really bad. And right. if you looked at my phone, like I have like four concepts that are just like, uh, I would love to show Houston, Um, but I decided to make every single product from scratch. And there's a care that goes into that for seemingly now four restaurants that I, um, there's a level of focus you have to. I mean, I have people working from four in the morning uh, all the way till about 11 o'clock at night. So there's only a short period of time where that attention doesn't need
0: to be focused right right. we we should say no one else does what you do (laughs) right no one else makes all of their own sauces grinds their patties fresh every day I, i mean the only thing you don't do is bake the buns
2: yes i do not and uh it is a crazy um yeah it's a crazy uh process to go through that um but to play the game That everyone else plays in town, which you know, which pretty everyone else in the country plays, um, you can't play the same game, or you you will lose. So I can't go out and just put out hamburgers on a bun with Heinz ketchup and mustard and pickles and think that I could win. Um, I had to figure out how to play the game my way.
0: Yeah, that as a as a customer, I think that is the most disappointing experience to go to a restaurant and have a burger and be like, I could have made this myself. Yeah, that's the
2: worst. Totally. Totally. I mean that, I I don't think you go to a restaurant for that. I mean I uh I get yeah, I'm it's, I'm always upset when it, I know I could just do this at home.
0: That's why I don't like Korean barbecue. Like I I pay <laughs> yeah. you to cook the food. Yes. I don't understand. Um, so there's so there's four Bernie's burger buses and six hop dotties. Yes. How many how many more Bernie's burger buses do you do you think you want to open in the Houston area? Um I don't know. I'm, I'm done for now.
2: Um, opportunity has to come in front of me. I'm not searching for one at this point. Um, I want to focus on what I got. And I would like to expand upon um, some of these other ideas I have. So right now, I think four is the four is going to be the magic number unless some magic location. You know, Ricky Craig, uh, funny, gave me a great advice a long time ago. He's, he told me a, a number that I should pay in rent. Uh, if I, if and this is before I opened up Bel Air and he said, if you find a store that's over that, you're not going to make it. And he's, he's so right. And the inflation in our, our, um, market right now for commercial real estate for restaurants, not many burger places are going to survive. And I, and I, am I, the Ricky Craig model, uh, I'm going to stick with from now on. Um, thank Rick, you. I right, talk to him
0: Ricky's got three in the airport. I mean, Ricky's doing good yeah or yeah. four four galveston uh galveston kima downtown on the heights so yeah, yeah ricky's in good shape
2: yeah ricky's good um so i listen he's to got it. a
0: ferrari where's your ferrari
2: yeah i don't have that <laughs> i'm not even close to that so
0: yeah because i i would be very curious to see what some of these other ideas are uh i'm gonna i'm gonna taunt you and the audience simultaneously you lived in chicago yeah You're, you grew up in chicago grew up in chicago there's got to be a pizza concept oh yes You came to Houston from Memphis, as I recall. Yes. It's got to be like a barbecue thing.
2: There's an amazing barbecue thing.
0: And you eat in Chinatown probably more than anyone else I know. Yes. And so I feel like you've got to want to put your spin on some version of something or other somewhere down the road.
2: Uh, Yes, I have. I have. I have it. So if there's investors listening, let's talk (laughs) because I'm ready Ready. No, I mean, I, like I said, yes, I have, uh, I have two Chicago concepts, um, that I really want to take advantage of, um, just because it's what I grew up on. Memphis, um, it, you know, has a warm place in my heart. I lived there 10 years. So, uh, just barbecue in general, uh, living in Houston now 13 years, Texas in general for 13 years, um, living in Memphis, traveling to the Carolinas and, uh, yeah, I have a love for barbecue in general, just worldly. Um, uh, so yeah, there's, um, there's a few in there and I also, you know, one of my favorite things to do is make ice cream and, um, I really want to make an ice cream shop. And, uh, a lot of people don't know that about me. I used to create a lot of crazy flavors. Um, I was a pastry chef. That's kind of how I got into the, high end cooking game. Um, I was a dishwasher at a high end restaurant in Memphis and, uh, the pastry chef basically gave the, the chef a short notice. And he told me to get back there and help and learn some of the recipes and, you know, no culinary training, no culinary school. I had to learn these cul- uh, pastry recipes. Um, and I fell in love with, you know, making ice cream. So there's always been this, you know, I've got a huge ice cream menu. It's ever long. Um, So uh, I, I didn't even know that I'm intrigued. Yeah. So
0: I'm, I'm waiting for that opportunity for sure. Right. You just need, so what really needs to happen and, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't curse other businesses, but that shoe store that's right next to Bernie's burger bus in Bel Air. Yeah. If that goes away, that would make a great place for an ice cream shop.
2: I mean, they can move down. There's other stores yes, that are right. open. It'd make it easier because
0: <laughs> I need to expand that
2: kitchen in uh, Bel Air a, a tad. A tad. Um, but yeah, that'd make a great place to sell ice cream. And I want to do an old school, like soda shop kind of thing, you know, with the the paper hats and the short white shirts and the uh, egg creams and yeah, homemade sundaes. Sundays, and, yeah. yeah. No, I'm in. All that. I'm so. in for all of
0: those things. But crazy
2: flavors, though yeah crazy flavors
0: uh and then finally i feel like i wouldn't be i would be remiss if i didn't i didn't ask you about your time on reality television yeah you won an episode of chopped it's been a couple of three years now
2: three years yeah um, i don't know what they're waiting for they've got uh four winners five winners from houston yeah
0: yeah uh, you uh Aaron. evelyn, evelyn shannon toon that's four i mean that's that's good enough to go yeah, I, I,
2: they uh, they all said before we left, and I talked to Aaron about this um, and Shannon, that we were you know, um, supposed to come back within two years for a Champions edition. So any Food Network uh, people listening, what the heck? Let's bring back a Houston Tournament of Champions.
0: Do you look at other uh, – are there any other reality shows that you'd be intrigued by?
2: You know, I got uh, pretty close to doing Top Chef a long time ago and it was like right before I opened Bernie's and so it was one of the earlier seasons of Top Chef and so I've always liked that show um, but the time commitment to those it's just it's so ridiculous six weeks it would be really hard for
0: you to be away that long
2: yeah I mean I'm a dad now that the the trying to go 50 50 on restaurant and being a father is difficult trying to do that and a television show would be nuts Someone would sacrifice. Something would. So
0: well, and it wouldn't be your son. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Definitely not. <laughs> so poor restaurants. All right. Justin, I've uh I've kept you long enough. No problem. Brings me to the end. I like to call it the lightning round. Excellent. Five easy questions, five short answers. Excellent. Just say the first thing that comes to mind. All right. All right. Justin Turner, what is your favorite cookbook? French laundry the first band you ever saw in concert
2: Janet Jackson Rhythm Nation tour with my parents solid yeah
0: what's uh, what's your fast food guilty pleasure what has to come from a restaurant with a drive through? ooh uh, I worked at, I worked there Wendy's Double Stack nice yeah um, who's your favorite Houston sports figure past or present Shane Battier it's gotta be Shane Battier yeah I mean easiest question out there <laughs> And what is your go-to pizza order?
2: Go-to pizza order is the 420 slice from my homeboy Anthony, um, formerly known as Pie Pizza slash, um, shoot Detroit style pie seven one three. Now what is it? I don't know. I haven't Holy. heard that there's
0: a new name for it. I went to his hot dog pop up. That's Horn Dogs. Yeah, that was fun.
2: Yeah, no, I, uh, I I support Anthony. I love that kid. So favorite pizza.
0: By all right. Far, Give us the website and the Instagram and all that.
2: Websites, Bernie's Instagram is Bernie's Burger Bus. And Facebook and Twitter is Bernie's Burgers. Uh, check out our locations in the Heights, Bel Air, um, Katy, and soon to be Missouri
0: City. All right. You can follow me on Twitter at E Sandler, on Instagram at Eric Sandler. Keep it locked on culturemap.com for all the latest Houston bar and restaurant news. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back next week.